views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to... All right, wait. Let's do the other one, okay? Till we get this right. Which one you want to do? Here we go. You ready? Do I have to start over? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to start over? Yeah, yeah, start yeah start, okay. okay, here we go. All right, start over. Gary and, Gary and Linda are like, okay, what right, did right. we sign up for here? Well, no, okay. All right, here we go. Go for it. Welcome to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, coming to you live Monday through Friday right here on KKNW 1150 AM. What is crust? Crust is anything that keeps you from living life full out. It's anything you think, feel, or believe that's stopping you from living your dream. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you, Mr. B? Hey, I'm good. Wow, what a show do we have for you. Wow, we have do got we? such a show today. Who we got today? Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, and we are going to be talking about some amazing work that they are doing. We're going to be talking about the 12 learning opportunities, Hurricane Katrina, the 12 learning opportunities. Gary, Linda, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Pat. I'm Thanks so, God. oh, it's great. I'm so thrilled that you all are joining us here today. And, and, I, and I wanted to bring you both on right at the top of the show because we have so much to talk about. Uh, and, uh, and it's an honor, really, to have both of you here uh, talking about the unbelievable work that you're doing. And, you know, I've called it Hurricane Katrina, the 12 learning opportunities. Uh, did I get that right? Yes, that's right. Well, let me just ask you this, and, and for those of you that are, are tuning in for the first time, uh, yes, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, absolutely, this is the place that you want to be, we're thrilled to have you here, absolutely thrilled that you're here, and uh, my special, special guests today are, for those of you that are not familiar with the show or the work that we do here, is Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, and you know Gary from from a number of different arenas, and you probably are familiar with the amazing uh, book that he has done, The Seed of the Soul, right, Gary? Yes, that's right. And many, many other things. And, of course, you've taken your work out into the world. You, you have done things like Soul Source. Uh, your, your passion and your, your, your mission is to help each and every one of us become alive, to live that life, and to really embody all that we are. And for that, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that uh, I have been able to work with you personally on the air and that my listeners are absolutely thrilled that you're joining us today. Thank you, Pat. It's really a pleasure to be here. I feel that it's important now for everyone to understand that we are in the midst of a huge transformation in consciousness, something that is so large that most people have never thought about it. It is without precedent. Only Genesis, the birth of our species, is as huge as what is occurring now. The entire human species is undergoing a shift in the way that it experiences itself, in the way that it experiences the world. And the shift is this. It is an expansion of our perception beyond the five senses, beyond what we can see and touch and hear and taste and smell. In other words, we're beginning to see that there is more to the world than we thought there was, that the physical universe is not all that there is to the universe, and that we are not merely minds and bodies. We are souls. We are immortal beings. I'm not a metaphysical person, even though this sounds metaphysical. I'm a practical person. And the reason I like to share the things that I do is because I feel that our lives are meaningful, purposeful. And what I want to say to our listeners is that you are worthy of your life. You are worthy. You are a powerful and creative, compassionate and loving spirit so the question becomes why aren't you acting that way and the answer is we are just beginning to distinguish the difference between our larger selves and our personalities and our personalities have frightened parts to them those are the angry parts the jealous parts the parts that are vengeful that hold a grudge that feel inferior that feel superior and finding those in yourself and healing those 
in yourself, not trying to change other people, is the spiritual path. So as you find your own fears and you challenge your own fears and you heal your own fears, you begin to align your personality with this higher part of yourself, which I'm calling a soul. The part of you that wants harmony and cooperation, that wants to share, that wants to revere life. All of that is happening now. You have the potential to step into your life in a way that people just 30 and 40 and 50 and 100 years ago couldn't because we were a five-sensory species. Now we're becoming a multi-sensory species. This is the good news, and that's why I'm happy to be speaking with you and our listeners, and I'm happy to be here with my beloved Linda Francis. You both make such a fabulous team. I just want to say that. I, you know, when I when I heard uh, that you were going to be coming on the show, both of you, I, I thought to myself, I, I actually, you know, felt my heart get enlarged. I mean, do you, do you know what I'm saying? In, in a sense where... I'm so in tune to your vibration and the fabulous work that you both do together. And you're so wonderful together. And you really do demonstrate for all of us the embodiment of love, a love beyond what you and I can articulate. And that is what you talk about in terms of the soul. Your work is so powerful in terms of how the vibration of what you do reaches out and touches so many people. And I want to thank you for that. And thank you as well for uh, really having this conversation uh, about Hurricane Katrina in a way that no one, to, to my knowledge at this point, is doing. So let me ask you this question because you touched on something, you know, that really is, is near and dear to me. And that is what I believe as well. We are really on the verge of creating uh, or actually, you know, giving birth to a new way of being, a new, a new form of consciousness in, in, in essence. So let me ask you this. You've created the 12 learning opportunities. What inspired you to do this? And, and what is your vision for this? What do, what do you help to, to obtain uh, you know, in this? In order to answer that, I have to say thank you for seeing Linda and I as loving. And uh, uh, I had the image of us uh, both dressed in white, long flowing robes and, uh, <laughs> and uh, smiling beneficently and uh, ever graceful and, uh, and radiant. I've seen you, on, I've seen you uh, at presentations. Let me tell you, that's exactly the way you look. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pat. But, uh, when Linda and I are in a power struggle next time, I'm going to do my best to remember that. Just pinch yourself. <laughs> up to that. A- absolutely. Because that's when, that's when the rubber meets the road, when you're frightened, when you're angry, when you're jealous, when you feel unworthy, when you want to die because you feel so inadequate when you feel as though you're irrevocably flawed and there's nothing you can do about it, when you're depressed and you can't seem to pull yourself out of it. All of these are experiences that are given to you so that you can identify frightened parts of your personality, recognize them, not think that they are who you are, but recognize them as parts of your personality that are frightened so that when they come, They will be be familiar as you become acquainted with them and so that you can decide whether or not you want to do what they want to do. If you do what they want to do, then you react. In other words, if you're someone who's always shouted when you get angry, then you get angry again and you shout again, just like a robot. And if you're someone who withdraws emotionally when you get jealous or angry, the next time you feel that emotion, you do the same thing. You're in a prison. You're acting the same way you always have. That's what to react means, to act again the way you have in the past. But reacting is a choice. It doesn't feel like a choice because you've done it all your life and you think it's all you can do. But that's what an unconscious choice feels like. It feels natural. It feels as though you can't be any other way. But you can. And so when you are in the grip of a painful emotion like that, you can respond instead of react. In other words, you can feel what you're feeling. We'll be glad to tell you about how to do that, or you can read The Heart of the Soul, which is a book that we wrote. But you can feel, stop, feel what you're feeling in your body, in your chest, in your throat, in your stomach. And then, no matter what you're feeling, 
decide what you want to do. Maybe you don't want to shout. The frightened part of you wants to shout, but what has that created in the past? It's created pushing people away, and so you feel isolated, lonely. You don't have the deep relationships that you want to have. If you want to create that again, shout again. But if you want to experiment with creating something else, then respond instead of react. Do something different. For example, not shouting. And then begin to experiment with your life by seeing what that creates. Of course, you have to do it more than once. And as you do it more than once, you begin to develop a kind of strength inside you. So that as you become angry and you recognize your anger, you don't necessarily have to shout to react. You can choose to respond. So I'm saying all of this in answer to your question, why did we create Hurricane Katrina, the 12 learning opportunities? So that you, and by you I mean everyone who's listening to us, can learn about yourself from your experiences of Hurricane Katrina, either your experiences as you were on the Gulf Coast or no people who were on the Gulf Coast, or as you watched television and you saw the enormity of the suffering that still continues and will continue for months and months, mm-hmm. and in some cases years, what were your experiences as you saw that? And what can those experiences teach you about yourself? So we're posting on our website, which is Zukov.com, www.zukov.com. That's Z-U-K-A-V. This program, and it's free. And every three days on Mondays and Thursdays, we're posting a new learning opportunity. So you can go to the website, read a little bit about this program, and then click on the current opportunity. You can also click on the previous opportunities because it's never too late to learn from an opportunity, is it? No. So no. you can look at at least 12 different ways that you can learn about yourself because creating authentic power in your life has to do with learning about yourself and changing yourself, not learning about other people and changing other people. That's another way. That's another kind of power. That's external power. And everyone's familiar with that because it's the kind we've known all our lives. But it doesn't work anymore. It only creates violence. It creates destruction. It's counterproductive. It threatens our survival now. The power that we're learning how to create is the alignment of your personality with your soul. The alignment of yourself with the highest part of yourself that you can possibly imagine. That means finding all of the frightened parts of your personality that are not interested in living a meaningful life, a joyful life, that are not interested in other people, that are interested in what they want, doing things the way they have always done them. It means finding all of those parts, recognizing them, challenging them, and healing them. Mm. Well, this program will give you practice in learning from your experiences because it focuses on a particular few experiences, those that you've had as you have watched in your own way Hurricane Katrina and the suffering that it's caused. You know, Gary and Linda, uh, let me say this. Um, I have been into the website, and, and I would like everyone uh, uh, to, to, if you have a pen or if you're driving, of course I'm not suggesting that you do this, but you're going to be hearing about this website, not just today, but you'll be hearing me talk about it in the upcoming weeks. I will uh, mention it uh, every day that I'm on the air. It is Zukav.com, Z-U-K-A-V.com. And, uh, and Gary and Linda have just shared with you, yes, this is free. There's no hook here. This is just it's simply an opportunity to participate in the exploration of what you are experiencing regarding the shift that I think, uh, Gary, you talked about. The questions that you ask are unbelievable. And, 
and I'm not going to take a lot of time because I, I want to hear from, from you all today. But I'll tell you, uh, my experience, and I don't know if you heard the, pro, the, the spot that I ran at the beginning of the show. For me, uh, watching the scenes on television brought me back to what my folks experienced through Andrew. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It was as if I could feel it in every cell in my body. You know, as I stood there and it on my, my mom's property in mud crying. And the, the, the discovery continues. And so the questions that you ask us each day in these opportunities are incredible. And I have to share with you, I've had more people uh, approach me to be on this show and, of course, on Voice America. And I hope you both uh, will think about doing my Voice America show with me on this as well. Uh, they've asked, they've wanted to come on to tell me uh, about what the experience means. Anything from the end of the world to nothing. And you ask those questions. So in this exploration, let me ask you both. How might we participate in this journey to create an opening for our soul to be as full of light as possible? In my opinion, the first step is to Start to know yourself. Start to really use your experiences to learn about yourself. That's what this program helps you to do. It asks questions, but there's no right and wrong answers to these questions because the intention is to help you learn about yourself. And before you begin, please consider that Hurricane Katrina can be seen as the deliverer of a great end and a great beginning. Mm-hmm. A great loss and a great gain at the same time. The end of a complacent life and the beginning of an aware life. The end of indifference and the beginning of gratitude. The end of superficial looking and the beginning of deep feeling, deep insights, deep appreciation, and deep love. It can be seen as the disaster of hundreds of thousands of people suddenly, abruptly, violently dislocated. Many never to live again in the homes they once knew. And it can be seen as the biggest infusion of caring into the awareness of the United States and much of the world since 9-11 and the Asian tsunamis. How you see it depends upon how you choose to see it. If you choose unconsciously, you will see it through the filters of your fears, including disinterest and apathy. Rather than using your experiences to learn about yourself and applying what you learn to create authentic power, these perceptions, both the frightened perceptions and the compassionate perceptions, come to each of us in our own ways and teach us what we need to know about ourselves to create lives of more joy and less pain, more meaning and less helplessness, more love and less fear. All of our experiences help us to do that. You know, Gary, uh, Linda, you you say this, and for those of you, I'm, I want to just uh, tell you again, it's uh, www.zukav.com, Z-U-K-A-V.com. One of the things that you say, and, uh, and, I've, and you, you have asked me if I have uh, been to the site and have participated, and I would have to say absolutely. I mean, the questions are really, in, you know, just have really uh, given me so much to think about. And yet at the same time, what you say is that this opportunity is not only to identify your world, view and I'm looking at the, the world view uh, learning opportunity three but also to examine the impact it has on you once you find it your worldview is not what you think about the world but what you really feel about the world what you really feel about the world are you do you believe that people uh, have been at a place where they are willing right now to allow themselves to feel the experience of Hurricane Katrina? Some people definitely have that. And it's clear when we read some of the comments people are making by doing the opportunities and people that we've spoken to. We've been speaking to many people um, who have been from that area and people who have been affected by it in some way. And um, I feel I've seen huge um, growth 
and the people that I've been talking to because they see this not as um, a catastrophe but as something that's helping them to look at themselves more and more clearly. Not that it didn't cause a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, a lot of um, expectations that were completely not met, that, but they are really shifting their lives and looking at how they want to make a difference. And I, I find that so um, exciting because I know that that is what's happening in the world if we choose it. It's what I choose. Let me ask you. Let me ask you about this. Uh, in your experience, and 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 I want to get back to the question I asked you. How how did you come to to know that this was yours to do? And what I mean by this, Hurricane Katrina, the twelve learning opportunities. Oh, that. <laughs> we, we kept asking. We kept asking, what else can we do? Okay. How else can we support? Not only the people in the Gulf Coast area, but everywhere. Mm -hmm. How can we support? What is the best way that we can support? And knowing that people creating authentic power in the world would be the very best way that anyone could, could um, support each other. Because if I'm looking at myself instead of blaming everyone else, it changes the world. If I'm, if I'm saying things in love rather than in fear or hate or um, jealousy, it changes things. My actions change things. If I'm not judging people in my thoughts, but saying, I don't believe that thought, and what I'm going to do is do something loving right now, mm. or just feel what that feels like to have that kind of a thought in me. So in other words, we wanted to be able to support people in the best way that we could. And Gary may have some things to say about that, too. Great. Well, choice is central. Choice is central in all of this. Uh, uh, what The question that you talked about is, is the one that, that's uh, on the website now. Well, they're all on the website because you yeah. the, the, the previous two and this one, mm -hmm. what is my worldview? But the, per the purpose of asking what your worldview is, and, and, and there's some thoughts that can help you begin to find your worldview, is not only to find your worldview, to become aware of it, because some people think that the world just is the way it is, and they don't realize that that's their view of the world. The world may or may not be that way. So the most they can say is, that's my view of it. For example, I used to view the world as a horrible place, mm -hmm. as brutal, uh, merciless, uh, cruel, uncaring. Uh, ex uh, I, I didn't like anything about it. Well, that's not the way the world is. That's the way I was. And that's how I saw the world. Now I see the world as a magnificent place. It's filled with opportunities for spiritual growth. And by that I mean to grow into more freedom, more awareness, freedom from your fears, more awareness of what you can do to create uh, joy in yourself, what you can change in yourself. Well. I want to say that's the way the world is, but I'm not going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to have that much temerity. I'm going to say that's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. So how do you see the world? You know, I wrote a book on quantum physics called The Dancing Wooly Masters years ago. I there's know. A, there's a reflection of this in quantum physics. Light is a wave and light is a particle. And it all depends upon the choice of experiment that the experimenter performs. If the experimenter performs one type of experiment, then light is demonstrably, uh, replicably, a wave-like phenomenon. And if he performs another experiment, light is demonstrably and uh, replicably a particle-like phenomenon. This is the famous wave-particle duality of quantum physics. And so the impact of observation pervades the quantum theory. What observation you choose to make? Well, it's the same way in your life. You can see this world as loving, and it is loving. You can see it as brutal, as exploitative, as dog-eat, greedy, hungry, 
angry dog, and it is that. That's how we learn. That's how we learn. We learn by experimenting with our lives. And there is no right way or wrong way to experiment, but eventually you begin to see through your own experiences that you create them with your choices. If you believe the world is angry and bitter as I did, and I didn't say I believe it, I knew it. That was my worldview. That's what I'm saying when I say it's how you feel about the world. The world was that way for me. And now I can tell you that as you become loving, the world will show you a magnificence that you have no way, if you're angry now, of knowing. And if you are angry now, you can realize that that anger is a frightened part of your personality. It's not who you are. You can challenge it. And as you challenge it again and again, it loses its power over you. And you can begin to become someone different. So when we ask the question on the website, what is my worldview? It really has, first of all, the intention of helping you find what your worldview is. Because you might think that your worldview is one thing, but how you feel about the universe is really something else. You might think that the world is beneficent and holy, but that's not the way you really feel about it. So looking at your experiences with Hurricane Katrina and the suffering that it's caused can help you find your worldview. But that's the beginning. It's a big beginning, but it's not all of the picture. Once you've found your worldview, you can begin to consider the possibility that your worldview is a view of the world and not the world as it actually is. And you can begin to try on new world views. So you can look at the worldview you have now once you find it. Maybe your worldview is that you're going to be judged and you better stay in line. Maybe your worldview is that the universe is completely random and Hurricane Katrina and everything else in it were random and they have no meaning. Maybe your worldview is that everything has meaning and that you can learn from everything that happens to you. That's my worldview. Experiment with the worldview that you have. See if it makes you feel constricted, in danger, uh, precarious, ignored, unloved, unsupported? Or does it make you feel expanded, unlimited, creative, nurtured, loved? Well, if your answer is yes to all of the fear and no to all of the love, then experiment with a new worldview. Now, this is where your will enters the picture because you can't change a worldview as easily as you can change a thought. Mm-hmm. Because your worldview insists, it's a frightened, it's the view of a very frightened part of your personality, and it insists that everything else is nonsense. It's just playing with fantasy. But it's not. It's playing with your own creative power. Mm. And that's what I suggest that you begin to play with consciously, experiment with consciously. And that's what this question and every other of the questions in this program will help you to do. And they're not just questions. When you go to the website, you'll see there's thoughts and there's ways to help you understand what the question is. And then if you want to share, you can send in what you've discovered and it gets posted on the website. You can then read what other people have found. You don't have to do that. All of this is a way of supporting you in looking at your life, looking at your experiences and seeing what you can learn about them. And when you really start to learn about them, that happens when you really start to feel them. Just thinking about them won't take you as deep as you can go. Wow. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, Linda. We're going to take a short break right now. And what I'd like to do for those of you that if you're like me, you know, you're going to be sitting here having questions and want to uh, have a chat with us right now. And I'd like to give you that opportunity as we do on this show, because this show is about and for you all. That's why I do it. And that's why the people that come on this show do it. It's really about you all and the absolute magnificence that you are. So if you 
you'd like to chat with us, 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527, or... Toll free, one 298 Toll free again, one 298-5569. And I'm also plugged in online, so you can send a question or comment to me uh, through live at crustbusting.com. You can do that right now. We will get that uh, presented right now on the air. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show right here with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, and we will be right back to talk with you about amazing invitation to explore who and what your soul is about. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you all for listening to the show. And thank you for all of your emails and uh, comments and support of this show. Fabulous, fabulous uh, listenership. You all are the absolutely best. Today's show is with Gary Zukoff, best-selling author Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. And we are talking about a number of different things. Uh, right now, though, I want to let you know about this amazing program that they've created, Hurricane Katrina, the 12 Learning Opportunities. And the way to tap into that right now is simply to go to uh, Zukov.com, Z-U-K-A-V.com. And, of course, we will have this interview and some other conversations with Gary right up on the website so you can find out how to uh, connect with them. Thank you both for joining the show today. Now, I understand you all are going to be in our area real soon and that you're you're also doing uh, workshops in, in the uh, Portland or, or the Oregon area. How about if you just tell our listeners a little bit about those? Well, first of all, Pat, people can always go on our website. When they're on the website doing the Katrina opportunities, they can go to our um, schedule section and see what we're doing. But we are doing something in Eugene, Oregon, on uh, Saturday, the 24th of this month, September. Um, it's an evening um, workshop, 7 to 9. So if they're interested and they can get to Eugene, they can get on our website and see what they would need to do to, to do that. Um, also, um, we're doing something in Vancouver in November uh, with our Native American uh, brothers and sisters and First Nations people and other people from other countries are coming, other um, indigenous peoples and uh, people who are interested in uh, healing themselves and healing the planet. Wow. That, and Vancouver is not very far from where we are. And there will be many, many people that would want to know about that. And we'll make sure that we keep mentioning that. And perhaps you all could come back as we get closer to that event and, uh, you know, come back on the show and we can have a conversation with you. Because every time we get together, it's such a wonderful experience. Um, and, yes, it's true. I do see both of you in, in sort of these white, flowy... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yes, uh, so, I do. Well, th thank you. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> you know, I, I just have to laugh because uh, since you've said it again, I want to tell you this story. Um, when I met Gary, um, I uh, was, I had an intuition. I, I actually heard these words, he's the one. Uh-huh. He is the one. I heard it three times, quite loud, and I thought, wow, what does that mean? <laughs> and I think many times... You know, when people, I, I, I've told that story before, but I didn't tell people what it really meant. Part, what I learned about what that meant. And uh, part of it was, yes, Gary and I have a, a spiritual partnership. We are um, in a, a deep, committed relationship with each other and have been for um, over a dozen years now. But at that time... Um, and still, it, it was, he is the one, he's the one who's going to bring up every single frightened part that you have, <laughs> that you haven't dealt with. He's the one <laughs> who's yeah. going to show you things, uh, stretch you in ways that you can't imagine. You know, I mean, there are many things to that, because it wasn't like, um, he's the one, he's your soulmate, and everything's going to be now perfect in your life. It wasn't like that at all. It was the beginning of a really healthy relationship okay. with a man for the first time. Very exciting. And very, possible. Very, absolutely. Phenomenal. So, Linda, so this is what I think you're saying. 
Some days, Gary is like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And other days, Gary's like Darth Vader. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, it's the other way around. Okay. Sometimes Linda's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. There we go. In other words, she, she is um, centered and is seeing things very clearly. She knows uh, uh, and she's choosing from love. And other days, she has frightened parts that are very present and need to be challenged. And because of something that Gary may do or say, that comes up in me, not because he's doing anything or not. I mean, it doesn't really matter what right. he's doing. Exactly. What really matters is that I'm reacting. And so I get opportunities all the time. And at first, when we first got together, it was continuous. And now I wouldn't say it's as often, but because I've been challenging them for a long time. But it's always what I get to find out about myself. So I am just so grateful for the opportunity. Sometimes in the middle of it, when I'm in a very strong reaction and I have to choose what I'm going to do at that moment whenever my emotions are strong and I want to blame him and judge him, I stop and feel them, feel what's going on in my body. Sometimes I forget and I get angry and say something. But more often and more often... I stop and feel what I'm feeling, and I choose to say something in a loving way and find out what's actually going on rather than what I think is going on or what I feel is going on. Let me ask you this question, uh, and thank you, Linda, for, for clarifying that, you know, because I, I totally understand that, that part of me that comes out, and I shared a little bit about that earlier on. We started this show by talking about a shift, Gary. I mean, that's, those are my words. You, you certainly said it more eloquently than that, and what I want to say, though, is we're seeing more and more of these, or at least in the business that I'm in and the people that I talk to, there are more opportunities, you know, Linda, there are more opportunities for each and every one of us to get to experience, you know, both sides of what we were just talking about or any, or any point in between. There seem to be more events that are showing up that will give us the choice in that moment, that fabulous learning opportunity, as you would put it, for us to decide how we move forward and how we respond, whether it is a war in another country, whether it is Katrina, whether it is, you know, uh, your neighbor next door. Is that, is that what you're referring to when you talk about this shift of consciousness? Is it because we have more opportunities now or at least perceive that there are more for us to respond to? Well, the shift in consciousness, Pat, is an expansion of perception. It's an expansion beyond the limitations of the five senses. But that new awareness will not make us happy. It won't make us joyful. It simply makes us aware of more. If we make the same choices that we've made in the past, we'll create the same consequences that we've created in the past. If you continue to be angry, you'll continue to create the same painful consequences of anger, even though you're becoming multisensory, even though your awareness is not limited to the five senses. So, Pat, even though uh, the shift in consciousness doesn't mean that your frightened parts leave, uh -huh. that's not what the shift in consciousness is. The shift in consciousness means that I am aware of more than all the physical things that I was aware of before. I'm more aware of my intuition. I'm more aware of non-physical reality, not just physical reality, but non-physical reality. But all at the same time that I'm aware of all those things, I am still have emotions. And those emotions have anger. Those emotions are jealous. Those emotions are resentful. Those emotions, you know, it's depression. It's it's uh, wanting to eat too much. It's um, all the addictions, every addiction. They're all still in me until I decide to change them, even though I'm aware of more. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why creating authentic power is so important now. Because if I start keep looking inside of myself and changing those frightened parts, I can align them with my soul. 
so I can live a more fulfilled life, so I can have the life that I, I can live the life that I was born to live, give the gifts that I was born to give, but without changing those emotions, those painful emotions I'm talking about, ones that come from fear, I, I'm not going, it doesn't matter how aware I am of, um, uh, if, if I'm hearing my intuition, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because I'm still in control. The, the parts of me that are frightened are controlling me. I'm letting them. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that part has to change. And that's the work that you all do. That's uh, the work that we do. Yes. yes. And that's the work that everyone will need to do in order to change. And I'm not being presumptuous. I'm, sim- I'm simply saying that if you don't change yourself, you're not going to change. Mm-hmm. Because nobody can change you. Nobody can change your intentions. Nobody can look at your worldview, see what it really is, what it feels like, what the experience of it is, and change it if they don't like it. You that's, know, that's your work to do. I didn't even know I had a worldview, really. I mean, this may sound a little strange to you, but I didn't even know I had, I had so many opinions about what my worldview was until I looked at your questions. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I was surprised. I pleasantly surprised, as a matter of fact. Yes, in fact, the the whole reason for the questions is to focus. In fact, our our three-year program that we have, the Authentic Power Program, is specifically to support people in focusing every day. They have life lessons that they do, and they focus every day on certain aspects of creating authentic power so that they can really focus, because otherwise they may not know what the next step is for them. They may not have ever thought about things in, in a particular way. It helps focus. And I, I don't, for me, creating authentic power is um, what I know I need to do in mm-hmm. my life. And we're not asking anyone, by the way, Pat, to okay. believe what we're saying. We're really asking people to experiment if it's something that you feel might be helpful to you. The experiment is an opportunity for each and every, and that's why I do this show, and that's why, you know, I love the work that you do. It's an invitation. We can, each and every one of us can choose to say, you know, let me try that for a minute. Let me, let me just see if I can go there with Gary and shift what I'm feeling to a place of love. I mean, there's really nothing to lose in the trying, is there? No, and it may be that you won't be able to shift what you feel in the moment. To love, but it may be that you'll be able to become aware in the moment of what you're feeling if it isn't love. Mm-hmm. And as you become aware of it, then you can start to challenge it. Just being aware of it is not, it's not going to go away, but that brings us back to reacting and responding. Reacting is doing what you've always done when you're frightened, which means when you're angry mm-hmm. or jealous or disdainful. Mm-hmm. And reacting, responding rather, is doing something else. In other words, this is hands-on, get your fingernails dirty in your emotions, spirituality. And I feel that it is the only way to really transform yourself with the power of your own will. This spirituality is not otherworldly. It doesn't require meditating, praying, ascending, Uh, gathering crystals, all of those things, if they are symbolic to you of your aspirations, of the higher parts of yourself that you are reaching toward, of the harmony and the cooperation and the sharing and the reverence that you long for, then use them. But sooner or later, to really become that which which your heart longs to become, you need to become acquainted with the parts of you that don't care about that, with the parts of you that are angry and jealous. And we're not saying not to meditate and not to pray, of right. course, or anything like that. We're not saying not to do any of those things. It's, it's, more, uh, it's more that, for me, what, how I look at my life is that I, I want it to be an every-moment meditation where I'm aware of what's going on in my body all the time. That's my intention always, to be aware of, of the emotions that are running through me and not be caught in them mm-hmm. or be denying them to be aware of my intuition, to be aware of the thoughts that I'm having, and if those thoughts come from fear, not to go with those. To, so to have a aware, aware life and notice what's going on outside of me and what's going on inside of me. It's so important 
for me. Mm-hmm. I pray sometimes, almost all the time. Mm. I pray uh, for the people, not only on the Gulf Coast, but all over the world who are hungry, who are cold, who are in pain, who are wishing that they were dead, who are grieving, who are thirsty. I pray for everyone who is in pain, and I pray for everyone who is not. I pray not for their lives to be the way I think their lives ought to be, but I pray that they be given insight into how they can change their own lives, how they can use the experiences that they have in the moment, no matter how painful they are, to become empowered, not to go further into hopelessness. Mm. I pray to the universe to show me ways to help show other people how they can create authentic power, not I don't pray for me to be able to change someone else because I can't do that. But I can provide some tools that you can consider and if you use, apply in your life to change your life. When I pray, I pray that everything that I do will help the birth of the universal human and a universal humanity. But then I do my work. I don't expect, because I pray, that the universe is going to take away my jealousy, my resentment, my anger, or any of the things that are standing between me and the life that I know I want to live and contribute to the world. That's my job. And that's what I'm sharing with you and your listeners. You have to do your work. You have to do your part. There's a a saying, let go and let God. Uh That's only part of it. The first part is do your work. Set your intentions. Do the best you can. Do the best you can. Do the best you can, then let go and let God. There's another saying, don't worry, be happy. It's a beautiful saying, but it's a recipe for pain. But you can turn that recipe for pain into a recipe for a deeply meaningful life by adding one more ingredient, do your best. Do your best, then don't worry, be happy. I'm not sure, but I think that that recipe came from Mayor Baba, who was a wise and holy man. And the last part of it was taken by a popular singer and made into a song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. But Mayor Baba didn't say that. He said, do your best. Don't worry, be happy. Mm. That's what I say, too. That really makes a difference, you know, when you put it in that, in that context. I mean, it's basically a different message, really. Yes, and everything that Linda and I do to help people create authentic power, to help people help themselves to create authentic power, is simply providing ways that they can look at to do their best, to look at their fear, their anger, their jealousy, to look at themselves when they're in a power struggle and they can't get out of it, to look at themselves when they hate so deeply they don't know how to forgive or think that it's possible. And in those moments, to use the tools of emotional awareness and responsible choice and others to begin to transform yourself because you want to change, not because you think you'll be rewarded Mm. for changing, for changing, not because you think you'll have a better self-image for changing, but because you now want to change your life because the pain has been too much. It's too intense. Mm. It's too long-lasting lasted all your life and you don't want it anymore and now you can begin to see that there is a relationship between your pain and your jealousy between your pain and your anger between your pain and your continually criticizing other people and yourself between your pain and your fear all of these are ways of being frightened thank you both for joining the show today and you know there's a question that i have not asked you uh and we have talked many times on the air and 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 off the air and it it just came to me right now and i want to ask you both this because i am just always so blown away by the power of what you bring to each of us how do you how do each of you want to be remembered 
I haven't thought about it. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. I think for me, I want to be remembered as someone who did her best to create authentic power in her life, and I want to be remembered as someone who did her best to support other people in being able to create authentic power in the world. <laughs> when I leave this earth school, it's not going to bother me at all. How I'm remembered, <laughs> and I do my best that it not bother me while I'm in the earth school. But I can tell you how I look at myself. I look at myself as a friend. I look at myself as a fellow traveler. I look at myself as a fellow student in the Earth School. And I love teaching what I know and being a student of what I don't know. And I feel that's what we can give to each other. Thank you so much. And you know what? I love that you both are doing what you love. Thank you so much for joining the show today. For those of you listening, please go to Zukov.com, Z-U-K-A-V.com, and we'll be uh, uh, telling you more about the work of uh, Gary Zukov and Linda Francis. Thank you both so much for joining the, the show today and, and taking time to be with uh, many people that listen to the show. And, uh, you know, hope to see you up in Vancouver. Wonderful. You're so welcome, Pat. Thank you, Pat. It's a joy. Okay. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to the show today, everyone. Uh, wow. Please visit that website, and you'll be hearing more about that. And uh, take a look at uh, the many, many opportunities. There, there, Gary and Linda uh, are have really given each and every one of us an opportunity to explore our soul to the fullest. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for all of you that listen. You are the best. That's why I said before, it's why I do this show. And you Mr. Benny, thank you for pushing all those buttons today. You rock. I do my best, and hey, didn't we have a good time at Playdate last night? We did, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. That was awesome. Okay, for those of you wondering, yes, I did do the AIDS walk in Port Townsend last weekend. Absolutely, that was me, and you could probably Google to find out uh, what I said about it. All right, have a great day, everyone. expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.